Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. This is a special edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc, Krause, and John Doherty. Hour number two of the John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, finishing up a conversation in hour number one uh, with Ryan Boyer. Special thanks to uh, Ryan Boyer for jumping on. Wayne Miller will bring him into the conversation uh, in just a moment. John, before uh, we move along into hour number two, and we have a lot to get to, Wayne Miller, Michael Barnes will be with us. Jim Snell will uh, join us. So we have a jam-packed hour number two. Um, I do want to peel back the onion a little bit and and, and kind of zero you back in to this past week, the culmination of being reelected and all of the emotion for you that went with that. It's not not all roses, John. And I want to ask you, there's speculation out there, there's rumors out there that not everybody in the city wanted you to be reelected to lead the building trades? Well, I, I would imagine most people who are, um, and each show that we do, what I love about you two, are you hit me with like a got you moment, like usually an off-the-record conversation or something that's rumored, that's a hot rumor. And one of the things I told you I would do is I am going to answer the questions as asked and at the end of these shows, we will be judged, you and I and Joe, you know, with the, with the understanding that everything we say, you know, is not paralyzed by politics. It's actually information that the listeners need to know. And you're right. Of course, there is, you know, some serious undertones that some of the non-union contractors and even some of the union guys were saying, oh, you know, John's heavy-handed. You don't want to give them this, you know, uh, you don't want them to run unopposed. You know, and hot rumor was I was only doing it for a short period of time. And if I ran on the pose, I would be able to appoint my successor. That's not what this is about. Okay. And later, you know, when we wrap it up, you know, normally I talk about sports and I talk about, uh, you know, some of the activities and hot restaurants and things like that. I think today what I'll do is just wrap up with some of the conversations I have with guys about what my visions are you know, for this city. And the other rumor I know, which is the hot one, which you guys have talked to me before, is that, you know, uh, some people like Brady were calling around trying to get people to run. And I I give him the ultimate compliment, okay? He's the most complicated, simple man on earth, okay? And I, somebody said, are you mad? I'm not mad. I think it's stupid that a man who's now a lobbyist for companies that has to do business with us, especially me, would stick his nose under the tent with obviously no drag, which was pretty prevalent with the vote. You know, and what happens is you get somebody like him who spends so much time trying to stay relevant that they don't realize it's hurting, you know, a legacy that could be good. For example, I mean, look, people are tired of him trying to jump to the front of the line to say I'm, I'm friends with Biden. Let Tom Wolf, Mayor Kenny, Congressman Boyle, Congressman Evans, Attorney General Shapiro, okay, let them guys have their day. When the president's in town, let them jump up and talk about the hot issue. Let them jump up and talk about the money that's needed, okay, to open up Hanneman or something like that again, something that's significant. You know, let's do away with the nonsense. Let's do away with the the politics as we once knew it, you know? Yeah, it's still hanging around, unfortunately, John, and that history goes much, uh, you know, so deep. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you, f- hear you frame it up uh, exactly, um, exactly the way you just did. 
the high road at times, uh, when taken, uh, is only taken by those most experienced and our greatest leaders. That's why I sent you that text, my friend, earlier in the week, um, referring to you uh, as a goat. And not many people uh, do get that. But I don't want to digress to that, but um, well done well uh, and well stated. Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. The good part about me, I know my best days are behind me. Okay, I'm not 33 with a 10-year game plan. I'm 60 with a four-year game plan. Okay? And my goal is to keep as many kids in this city working as humanly possible and doing it with wages and standards that are second to none. And I don't have an, an ego. You know, when, when you wake up every day, you know, with my wife, with her struggles, you don't have an ego. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's top priority. The rest of the stuff is just part of what I do. I don't know if I, I don't know what I would do. Okay? Other than this. This is what I do. John, Speaking of 33 years old, uh, I want to bring in somebody who's an integral player in, in, in the building trades. I think he's 33. I'm not exactly sure. Wayne Miller, are you there, my friend? Yeah, I'm here, Joe. Am I, am I accurate with the 33-year-old? You're like 33. Yeah, you're, you're, pretty, you're pretty close, Joe. You're pretty close to it. I'll, I'll tell you, you look great, my friend. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you know, welcome into the broadcast um, and this is about solidarity and and the uh, mm-hmm. and, and the building trades and our leadership. Um, obviously, you know you were part of what 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 the mm-hmm. events of this week and and how how fantastic that was. Talk about it and talk about how important it is for our building trades uh, to to be united and going in the same direction. First of all, we're all united, and and the things out there with the rumors that's that to me is ridiculous. Okay, first of all. The thing is, is what John has done when we hit this pandemic. You take a look at it. We used to meet one time a month, all the business managers. When the pandemic hit, we start meeting four times a month, okay? And checking on every single thing. And as as John talked earlier about it, that we put our program together to get people back to work if they were exposed before the CCD did that. We, we, we were on top of it. And, and the thing is, is that the most important thing is, is that when this first hit, my, uh, myself, I believe that we were going to have 50% of unemployment for everybody across the board in building trades. Well, for the first week, we had a little bit of unemployment. After that, it was clean sailing because we were consistent on every single job and everything we did. And do you know where that came from? That came from Doc. So if you think somebody going through a, a, a pandemic like we went through and how we came at it and, and, and the building trades became stronger and somebody was going to run against Doc, that, that's not the issue because he, he did a great job. There's no, I don't think there's anybody else could have done that job. Uh, and, and, and the thing is, is, my hat goes off to him for that. And again, everybody I talked to, nobody ever said that and would never say that to me. Uh, because uh, Doc does a good job, and uh, the thing is, is, he runs a good ship, and and, and, and he steers it straight. And uh, the thing is, is that what is so impressive is we had record man hours. Most locals had record man hours during a pandemic. That, that's unfathomable to think of when this first started. So that's what leadership's all about, Joe. And and and, and Doc did a great job with that. Doc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, well, you know, you know, you guys know how I feel about Wayne. I said, not only is he, you know, uh, one of the best kept secrets in this town for decades, I mean, his heart's on his soul, too, all, all the time. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he leads the, he leads the uh, philanthropic effort with our all-star labor classic. He never tells us no. He actually hosted the last meeting that we had. And if you walk into a Wayne Miller event, either it be a charitable event or a union meeting like the building trade election. Everything is done by the law. He has face mask, everything separate, six, eight feet in one room. He has all the paperwork, all the rules and regs, so you understand what we're doing. Okay, he has everybody there from lawyers on down. And then you go to another room, and he has a great spread. 
you had scrambled eggs and a uh, French toast stuffed with pears. How about that? Wayne Miller from Juniata had French toast stuffed with pears <laughs> at, the, at, the after, at the after breakfast. You know, a big-ass cream donut. But, uh, but I hate Wayne Miller. All you got to do is look at his union. You look at the support he has. People had the same respect and love for Wayne 20 years later than they had when he first started. You know, Wayne was a big-time foreman. Wayne was a guy who not only ran a great job, but people wanted to be on his jobs because it was a good time. You know, because you, you walk into the trailer and there was food. That same, you walk into the trailer and there was extra uh, get baseball hats and stuff for you. You always had something cooking. Okay? It's the same way it is today. You know? And if, if he's leading the fight, and he's, I know we're going to talk about it, but we're on the verge of something serious. Okay, legal activity against the Philadelphia L and I. Tell because they just completely ignore the rule book when it pertains to Wayne Miller's group. I mean, there's laws that they just violate after tons. Okay, not only of education but notice, video, um, tons of complaints. I mean, there are things that are just drastically unsafe, and people are just ignoring it. And we believe intentionally because it's union. And that's going to come out in court, and if Wayne will, you know, be one of the lead people with us on that, and, it, and it'll be a big win for the building trades and a big loss for the city. Wayne, can you share a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, I can. And, and for years and years and years we've been putting up with this, is that, you know, we don't want anyone to do us any favors. We just want Al and I to enforce the law and, and, and enforce the fines. And that's not being done. The thing is, is that there, and especially when it comes to the sprinkler industry, this is this is life safety. This ain't putting a block wall up. Nothing against people put block walls up, but this is a life safety system that saves lives. And we have some unscrupulous uh, contractors out there that don't go by the rules. They don't you. And in the sprinkler industry, you have to have licensed installers, and you also have you have to have licensed contractors. And the thing is, it's very difficult to become a licensed installer because it's based on a five-year apprenticeship program. Uh, it's, it's based on when you come out of your apprenticeship program that you take a test to become a journeyman. And it's a third-party test. It ain't that local 692 gives this test. A third party gives the test. And it's very difficult to pass because the only, reason, only way you can pass it is have training. And what separates us from anybody, any, any, any non-signatory contractors uh, and, and workers out there is that we have training. And, and we put a lot of time and a lot of expense into the training, and, and that gives the ability to the, to the uh, uh, apprentices coming out to receive their journeyman's card and by passing a test. But the thing is, is that in the city of Philadelphia, a lot of these uh, non-union contractors are not don't have licensed installers and the code in the city of philadelphia says if you're a licensed suppression contractor and use and you use unlicensed installers you shall have your light your sprinkler contractor license revoked shall and shall means it will so these guys constantly get caught without using licensed guys uh, and and the thing is is that and and, and installing pipe piping with people that are not licensed, okay? So that puts everybody in danger. Number one, it puts the people in the buildings that they, they, they go in there and sprinkle uh, without using licensed persons. And, and the thing is, that then, it, then for the good contractors, it's not fair. The good contractors that go by the rules. I just want to give you one, one job on Beach Street. Big high-rise going on, okay? Number of high-rises. And the thing is, is that Prior to the job started, I went down and I, I, I expressed that the, the underground piping has to be put in by licensed sprinkler fitters, and, 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 and that's what has to be done. So, and I told the contractor and I told the GC, well, and I put complaints in with the city from the very beginning. Well, anyway, the, 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 the site contractor using unlicensed workers put the underground in. They were supposed to install ductile iron, which is very costly. They put in plastic pipe by unlicensed workers. Now, the only way to stop this in the city is that 
L and I should make them take the piping that they put in and take it out because it's not fair to the people that are buying these uh, apartments because the thing is when you put in a system, everything is hydraulically calculated. And when you go from steel to plastic, you have to recalculate everything. Well, that's not being done. And L and I should make them take that out and, and, and have someone that has a license and installers to put it in. And this is constantly what goes along the city. And, they're not, and, they and, Wayne, and Wayne, they're not doing that? They're not enforcing that? No, absolutely no, no, Joe. That's why it's so blatant. They're not doing that. And they are notified. Not once, not twice, week in, week out, constantly. And right now they have a stop work order on that site down there. Well, that's not good enough just to have a stop work order. That piping should be taken out because it was put in by unskilled, unqualified workers that don't have license to install it. And they refuse to do it. What we're going to start doing on this show is we're going to start letting people know who the owners are. Like you got a Mm -hmm. a guy by the name of Greg Hill who's made a ton of money in this city. Okay, Mm -hmm. he's probably, I think he spends as much time in New York as he does in Philly. Okay, but that he he knows the law, and he's been told about how he breaks the law. He knows the wage and standards. He knows the tax. But the electrical contractor on that site, we know for a fact, did not pay taxes for a period of years. And he mm-hmm. told the kid, he had no idea that the kid was a friend of the union movement, that he was working with the government against Local 98, and they were going to let the fact that he didn't pay taxes go if he continued to work with them. And he's on that Beach Street job. Mm-hmm. That's called Baldwin Electric. Okay? Mm-hmm. We're going to start letting people know that the city of Philadelphia, Al and I, should just not red sticker that job. They have to take that pipe out. They have to make sure it's done right. And they have to let mm-hmm. these people know that they're going to be watching what they're doing. Why are they not is- doing it, John? Why isn't L and well, I, why are they not the doing mayor- it? Well, listen, well, well, they're going to do it when they're done this lawsuit. Because when they get done, okay, with Joe Pedrazzo asking these questions and deposing these people, and, and you have people that sit in L&I that have animus against the Philadelphia building trade, some of them even have family that are non-union competitors of ours. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I told the mayor, I said, listen, I said, you've made changes. And I brought this up a week ago or so. You know, the, the sensitivity that goes around... Uh, the move and the bones, you know, the, the, the residual bones and things like that. We respect that, okay? But the mayor took, an, you know, an action against the health department, okay? And he basically is going to rework it through national searches. Well, we flat out have conspiracies. We have people getting paid cash. We have sent mm-hmm. the information. We have, we have Brian Edis on one job that collapsed is on three one one like seven times before the collapse, and somebody was hurt. Okay, I personally at twenty at at the Salvation Army told Mayor Nutter that somebody was going to die on his watch, and we called that one I back then about Twenty Second Street at least four times, and I've also been screaming at the top of my lungs, "Where are the people that were working on that site? The ten guys that ran down the subway that day that was on video. There was never any effort." Did you ever hear anything? You know, there was multi-million dollar settlements in court. Okay, and we built a tremendous, you know, garden and, and tribute to the people who passed there. But where are the people that get, should have been, you know, uh, brought up on serious charges? Uh, murder charges? You know, and and where I, are they? Where's that, you know? John, let me, and, and Wayne, let me say this. Anybody, you, you talk about sprinkler uh, you know, put, making sure sprinklers work. You know, the consequences are unprecedented. Anybody who remembers one Meridian Tower, I worked. Correct. I, okay, I worked as an iron worker. We were netting a job, so we had to break through. We were all set up in our suits because of the PCBs. Yep. Anybody who wants wants to talk about the consequences of something like this should have had to go through that building with the melted with the melted steel all the way up and see where the firemen died, okay? Mm-hmm. The consequences to something like this are so immense that you, 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 
it's not just this isn't just about you know legalities and all this is life and death i've seen it directly up close and personal where it, it was unimaginable to this day i th- those 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 floors and those beams and all those things haunt me when i think about those firemen who lost their lives it was a terrible thing so we're talking about life and death here we're not just talking about you, you know insignificant things Mm-hmm. Wayne, yeah. Joe, let me tell you something. Right now, the the Piazza, where there's a job down there, they have a contractor, B and M Consultants, and I can say it because I say it down there for the last seven months, and they know I'm telling the truth, so they can't do anything to me. They have a contractor down there that uh, two years ago, four of his people, uh, you know, signed a declaration under penalty of perjury that they worked there for two years and worked Saturdays and Sundays for cash. Plus, they did not have a license, okay? So I have all the information which I turned over to the city, which they're still in the process of doing the investigation. I have pictures of the money that was paid on on Saturday and Sundays in cash. They got $300 a day. I got pictures of the jobs. I got pictures of the envelopes. I got spreadsheets. I have everything. I turned him over to the city of Philadelphia, okay, and he should have his license taken away from, for number one, cheating on taxes, cheating on state, federal, and city taxes, and his license should be revoked, okay? That's for one reason. And he, the brazenness, the brazenness of what they do, he just got caught February 10th not using unlicensed workers again. And it says in the, con- in the code, categorically, if a licensed suppression contractor uses unlicensed workers, he shall have his license revoked. That guy should not be on that project, okay? And this is two and a half years ago. He should have had his license taken away from him. And he should not have been on that job, and it, and it, and it, and it hurts good contractors bidding jobs. See, Joe, what you have to realize, I have to worry about the industry, okay? If, if a non-union contractor does something wrong uh, or something like that, they paint a brush of all of us. They paint something about the sprinkler industry. And my people go through intense training and do their job and put the systems in the way they're supposed to be. They ha- We don't have bogus apprentice programs. We put systems in according to NFPA. Example, 1225 uh, Frankfurt Avenue installed, no, n- not by the NFPA standard. Th- these are things that are dangerous. And they were notified. Everybody's been put on notice. It's from L and I. It's to, it's it's the city and, and and the contractor. I had put every single person on notice. So if anything happens, that's a problem. Take 401 Ray Street. 401 Ray Street. They put an undersized fire pump in there. An undersized fire pump. These people submit these nine unit contractors submit plans and don't install the systems that they submit to the plan examiner. And they and they're get the chance to amend what they put in, that's ridiculous. There, it's a catastrophe waiting to happen. And, and the thing hey, is, Joe. these people have been notified. Hey, Wayne, Wayne, let me jump in again. Just so you know, Go ahead, Wayne's so passionate about this. If anybody, these are money makers for the city of Philadelphia also. The, the chiefs uh-huh. are not only, you know, putting people's lives in danger, which is the top priority, but from a simpler version, okay, they're cheating the, the city out of money on a regular basis. Okay, we, so we, this is just not in Philly. That's why the new DA in Delaware County is such a breath of fresh air. And we had in Montgomery County, we had Democrats here. Montgomery County, Del Cobb Pike. Okay, uh, uh, a, and, and, and let me tell you, union pension, I'm 90% sure there were union pension money there. It was Dean Adler and a couple people. So we had a sit-down lunch with them. Okay, we told them. We told everybody that the contractor from Florida came up with using all type of people that were no from nowhere around here. In most cases, spoke no language close to what we speak. Okay? And they were installing, more importantly, an electrical uh, system that was severely undersized. We sent all the paperwork. We had contractors validate it. We told the owner, okay. And last summer, they had a fire and they had to relocate everybody. Now, thank God nobody died. Okay, but let's mm-hmm. just say somebody dies. Mm-hmm. Okay, whose fault is it? 
Is it a contractor who willingly put in undersized? Right. Okay, so mm -hmm. were the people who we notified, even some of the electives that we notified. Who were not at the house. there to protect them all. So Correct. we just asked the people to enforce the law. Look, I did a kick out of it. Okay, I've, look, mm -hmm. I've spent tons of money and, and many, many days, okay, trying to validate, okay, all the allegations against myself. Okay, mm -hmm. and, and they're so simple and so foolish, okay. But, and then I sit here and I watch guys intentionally put product made in China in the 30th Street station where there's hundreds of thousands of people go. It could be a fire hazard. It, at least three times they broke federal law and we fined them $50,000. Huh. Okay, we have a labor dispute where somebody says something on a job site and we get 25 people in army gear pointing a gun at a baby. Okay? So that's why we need this radio show. That's why we need people to understand. Okay? We're not white guys from the suburbs. Okay? We're baseball coaches from the city that are one-third people of color. That's the facts. That's why, until this radio show, you would not know that. No, we're not people. So if we have an argument amongst ourselves on a job site, it's not a federal crime unless the federal government's looking to make it a crime. Okay? But we will give them tons of crimes. Not paying your taxes like Ball One Electric did for years and paying cash for a ton of years and then getting let go because he might cooperate against the union. You know, our congressional delegation, our Senate delegation should look at that. You know, I mean, you talk about, you know, and, and listen, and Mayor Kenny knows. He's, we're big friends. We've talked about it. We've had him on the show. Okay, but his administration is not doing the job when it comes to L&I. They're not only costing people money, they're putting people in dangerous situations. And they're doing it in a calculated way. That's almost racketeering. So if our mm -hmm. friends in the government want a crime, there's a crime. Okay? Then we'll give you names. I'll give you names of people on L&I. I'll give you the name of the guy who said on his Facebook, the reason he reads the Koran so he can find out what the enemy thinks. What the hell does that mean? Mm -hmm. Give me a more racist. And I should have, instead of calling the city solicitor, I should have went to Michael Cord. Joe, you don't know how frustrating, how frustrating it is for all the trades in this city, all the union trades, because we have to cross every T and dot every I. We can't do one thing out of, out of, out of place. We have to be perfect at everything we do, okay? And we are. And the thing is, an example is the, is the Piazza down there. Those people that, that run that has taken me to the National Labor Relations Board three times. Two of the decisions comes back, one's still in there. Two of the decisions come back, they found no merit, okay, because of what, what's going on with that project. And the things that I say down there is nothing but the truth. Because I wouldn't be down there for seven months talking about this, the same way I'm talking here tonight, okay? They'd have, they would, if I was wrong, or there was a one iota of mistruth in there, they would have first, number one, they would have locked me up, they would have sued me personally and sued my local. Okay? Well, hey, guess Wayne, what? You're talking about the Post Brothers. We, I did an hour documentary, okay, about people not being allowed to leave the job and filling buckets, five-gallon buckets with urine. And somebody said, oh, they're going to sue you. There's two reasons why they don't sue you. The first reason is it's the truth, which is the most important reason. The second reason they don't sue you is because they don't want under discovery for you to find out who invests in their job sites. Because you got the people it, who are investing in these job sites are the people who have been robbing Philly and robbing the land and doing things like that. So we should be given gold stars for making people like that pay wages and standards and employ cities from people from Philadelphia. You know, they run around screaming, oh, the building trades are diversified. You just heard we are. And more importantly, we're paying benefits. We're paying 
health care as the law requires. If you don't like that law, don't, don't give us that law. But prevailing wages and, and certified payrolls and things like that are part of law. John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Wayne, we're going to let you go and say goodbye. We're well past no the break. No. We're, going to, we're going to get to a short commercial break. Mike Barnes is waiting on the other side. Jim Snell is going to join us. It'll be a fast final uh, 25 minutes of the show. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. Back here on the John Doherty Hour, this is The Labor Show with Jadock and Krause as we roll along in hour number two. Special thanks uh, to Wayne Miller, also Doc. Special thanks to our next guest, Mike Barnes, um, who was, has been on hold um, listening to the last segment um, before transitioning into a break. Absolutely. First off, Mike, we want to thank you for joining us again uh, this week, number one. Number two, uh, we're going to get right to it, man. Uh, big, big uh, election at the building trades, solidarity at its highest. Talk about what it means to the city of Philadelphia. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. Uh, John, congratulations. Can't wait to uh, serve with you again for the next four years. Really looking forward to it, building the success we had. But, guys, just I was listening to that last segment, and that question was asked, how could people not enforce the law? And I, and, I, and, I, and I ask myself this question as it relates to labor and a lot of the problems that we face on an everyday basis. And the answer that I come up with is we have a systemic problem in this country that we're fully invested in short-term profits rather than long-term investment for the, for the health of the country, for the health of the people. And it applies across the board. We have good laws that are enforced because they're, they're, more, they're more focused on short-term profits. I mean, you look what happened in Texas with those with those windmills. They wouldn't invest in winterizing them because they didn't think they were going to get a cold freeze. Well, they told them they were going to get it, and it cost those people buku bucks. They don't invest in our infrastructure. They kick it down the kick it down the line when they know they have to invest in infrastructure in this country to keep this country strong. Thank goodness Biden now is bringing that up for the American people to to focus on. They didn't they didn't invest in our in our healthcare system because it's for profit. We didn't have enough PPP. We didn't have enough ventilators for a pandemic that they knew was going to come. Short-term profits over long-term investment. They don't do it. The people that are doing it are the people on this radio show. John Doherty, Joe, you hosting it. Guys like Wayne, guys like myself that are echoing that, that message over and over and over again. And I do believe that I'm starting to see a turning point and people are starting to focus that we do have the right message here. Mike, let me ask you this. You, you make a living. Your union makes a living following the letter of the law to a T. Exactly. There is no deviation whatsoever. So when the plans are put in place, no matter what the event, whether it's the Pope or a concert or a sporting event or the NFL draft, whatever it is, everything is itemized to the letter that must be executed. Now, and why the double standard? That's the big question. Why is it, well, Johnny? I, I'll tell you, Krause, and, I, and I'll tell you, Joe, because you have good, strong trade unions here that are doing the right thing. And the problem that we're facing a lot of times is that with the union density in Philly is so much greater than the rest of the country that those standards aren't maintained outside of our area. And the, and the profit margins that they get on the outside are then compared to our profit margins, and they take that as the norm rather than the exception. We are doing the right thing, and we, we need to continue to do the right thing and expand on that outside of our region because that's where we see the problem. So I'm working uh, across the country right now to open up the uh, entertainment industry, and I'm focused on the things that we focused on in Philly. Do it right. Do it safe. Do it by the letter of the law because in the long run, you're going to save money by doing it that way. You know, I see a lot of these non-union contractors around the country building these stages, if one of these stages get hit by a windstorm and blow down, 
it's catastrophic loss of life. Not only that, if one of those trusses fall down in an arena because they didn't have the certified trained people that, 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 that hung that truss, that shuts down the industry until everything gets checked. Billions of dollars will be lost over one catastrophic accident in our industry. So what we do here in Philly is we follow the rules. We train our people, we certify our technicians, and we go to work. Now, does that cost a couple dollars on the front end? Absolutely. But the, but the investment over the long term for what we do is so much more efficient than what's being done across this country. It has to change, and it's not going to change until people like people on this radio show shout to the loudest part of their lungs that that's the way to do it. And that's why I commend Wayne for as much passion he brings to that argument. John? Yeah, listen, I listen to Michael speak, okay? He sounds like a uh, professor in a university versus, you know, an international rep for IAT. And, again, that's why when you ask me, you know, what I do, and I say I try to put these, and we got a great group, I can't say it enough. Probably the best combination, the smartest combination of labor leaders ever assembled anywhere. And the diversity is crazy. And I just don't mean complexion. I mean interest in the different industries. These guys are really, really, really good. And they're so good that we get taken for granted. And they're so good that they make their jobs look easy. That's why I had to inform some of these legislators that, you know, we're for our fellow brothers and sisters to the AFL-CIO. But you're going to have to be building trades friendly. You can't take a pass on our issues because we, over the years, have said, hey, you got to help our friends. And, again, the, the part that we have is that we don't need government to set our wages or set our standards or get our benefits like a lot of these other unions. We negotiate our own contracts. And you say, well, why? People forget. We, we get paid to enforce the contracts, which are all collective bargaining agreements that are based on law. Not only do we enforce law when you're signed with the union, but we make sure that people pay taxes, etc. And And if you take a look, we also set the standards for the industry. And everybody else, when people say, well, they're not paying what the industry standards are, they're, they're standards that 90% of the industry, because we represent 90% of the dollar value in this region and hospitality, okay, are getting. So Michael Barnes is smart. Michael Barnes is effective. Okay, his relationships are deep. You've heard me say that, you know, show after show. And, you know, I throw names around like Peter Lupo and things like that, but they're friends of ours who we have history with. Michael grew up in the industry. Now he's one of the main people. Michael could do a whole show just on what the film tax credit means to us. Okay, we, we go by it and say we need it. Michael could tell you in 45 minutes what it could do. It could create... 30,000 jobs tomorrow. Not 3,000, 30,000. Just like we have 80,000 people in the hospitality industry sitting on the sidelines starting looking to go back to work, which we are slowly doing. You know, so, you know, we're doing well. Mike, well, John, you know, you, 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 you've been very gracious in your compliments, and I appreciate them all the time. But, but let me tell you, the reason I believe we're successful is because your leadership is inclusive. You allow people like myself, people like Wayne, people like Jimmy, who's coming on next, to do our job, and you back us up. You listen, you, you, you support, you know, it's a team effort, and you've created that team effort. So you have 17 or 18 different trades all working for the same goals for each individual local, but in a way that's collective. And that, that lends itself to your leadership, keeping us cohesive, keeping us together, keeping us focused not letting us split up over the minor issues and focusing on the major issues. You know, you Mike. talk about the film tax credit. There's, we're on there right now. You know, we had to all go through the cuts because of COVID, right? We went all through that. Okay, so we lobbied our asses off to get the federal government to, to help subsidize. There's some money now that's out there. One of the cuts was to the film tax uh, uh, for the film office over there. That film office generates hundreds of millions of dollars worth of economic incentive for the for the region we have 75 million dollar hustle movie coming in at the end of the summer we just had the, uh, a world-renowned mayor of east town that's all over people are talking over the world we have knight shalaman in her third season now fourth season building a nine million dollar set at the base of the uh of the penrose avenue bridge down here or wherever they're going to build it 
and they and they they cut all of the film tax film office uh, funding. It's two hundred thousand dollars that they cut out of that. They can't function without it. If we don't have a film tax office, we don't get those films. That short term profit or that short term decision over long term investment is just not smart. I know how to fund it. Okay, enforce L and I. If L and I does enforcement in the construction industry and makes people pay their permits and their fees and stop underestimating their permits and their fees and pay their wages that the city wage tax, okay, you'd be shocked how much money we would really have. Paying for a film tax credit would be not, a, not you know, a no-brainer. John Doherty Hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Mike Barnes checking in on a Saturday night. Uh, Michael, appreciate everything that you do. Uh, you are the very best at what you do, sir. Thanks so much, man, for coming on. Guys, we are back, and we are going back to work, and I can't appreciate uh, the support of the building trades, Johnny Dock, throughout this whole process. 18 months of no work for uh, the live event technicians that are out there hospitality industry but it is coming back and uh appreciate all your support john thank you and congratulations again can't wait to serve with you again brother building trades friendly mike barnes i love it we'll take our final commercial break of the two-hour special jim snell patiently waiting to join us back in a moment Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Back here on the John Doherty Hour, hour number two. John Doherty hours tonight, uh, J. Doc. Two hours here live on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the names you hear a lot on this show, whether he's on air or not, is the name Jim Snell. And Jim's a great friend and, and the uh, business manager of Steamfitters Local 420. I want to welcome him into the broadcast. How are you, Jimmy? Doing great, Joe. How are you? Joe Krauss, John Doc. how's everybody doing tonight? Uh, we're, we're, we're doing great, man. We're, we saved uh, the best for last. And, hey, listen, and so- it's, it's not every day you have a guy from Bonner batting cleanup. You know what I mean, Joe? Ah! Yeah. Well, if you really think about it, we got a guy from Prep, we got a guy from Roman and Bonner. So I don't even know how we make this work. But having said that, buddy, well, we had well, a big – go ahead, go ahead. Well, listen, let me tell you – you, let me tell you, the way you make it work, however you guys make it work, you, you do a great job. And just to kind of piggyback what some of the other, uh, my, my other brothers mentioned earlier, the fact that, you know, yourself, J-Doc, and, and Joe Kraus giving us the platform to, to, to speak, you know, on labor issues and, and various other issues and giving an hour every week and this week two hours to our, our newly elected business manager to Philadelphia Building Trades, John Doherty, you know, giving giving him the voice, and it's it's a powerful show. It really is, and you guys do a great job. Well, I I appreciate that, Jimmy. I and and and, and Johnny, um, it's a, it's a common theme we have here with our leadership. Uh, weigh in, my friend. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Jimmy had a few beers in him before we got to him. Because then that could really be a clean-up better from Bonner. You know? That would have been real good. Uh, I'm being a good boy tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I just want to let you know. And again, compliments. You know, he followed a long lineage of super talented people. You heard me start off with Marty Madaloni, who wound up being the international president and a significant international president. Okay, and then you and then you fast forward to our most recent, you know, uh, his predecessor and best buddy Anthony Gallagher, and the Gallagher family. They're synonymous with 420. And Anthony, the other day, he called the day we actually had the election. I was talking to him at AM because he's one of my main confidants, and he was getting ready to chair a meeting in D.C. with all the other international presidents because now he's headed construction for U.N., which is a big deal. He's another Bonner kid. Okay, another guy from Delaware County and his family and, you know, and his mom's still with us, thank God. And they're just smart, healthy people who know what and live and die to fill up building trades. And Jimmy, hey, and, and, and John, listen, 
Doc, listen, I mean, when you talk about my predecessor, Anthony Gallagher, what I see in him is, is, is what I see in you. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like a mirror image, the, the drive and desire, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, 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 I had to laugh earlier, you know, when you guys were talking about rumors. Okay. Uh, let me tell you something. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart and I, I'm, I'd be willing to bet every other business manager in the building trades would, would echo my statement. I can't imagine anybody, anybody else, and this is the truth, leading this, this organization other than John Doherty. I mean, if you can't tell that this man, after all these years, still has the drive and desire. I mean, look, who, who more than John Doherty, who more than John it champions the city of Philadelphia? John's the biggest cheerleader in the city of Philadelphia. I mean, just look at what he's done, you know, uh, you know with, with playing a major role and getting that convention center, getting getting that reopened, getting getting uh, shows to come back, you know, helping Mike Barnes, putting people to work, and and you know, I mean, you know, John, you, you do a hell of a job, and you know, you, you you need to take a bow every now and then, you know. But but listen, I I know what you're all about. You're just you're not worried about that. You're worried about you know next week, next year, five years from now, and and you know, for for me to be a part of. Uh, that ceremony this past Wednesday, uh, you know, seeing you get installed for another term, and and Ryan Boyer and Wayne Miller and all the others. I mean, it's it, it's 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 a great thing. I, I feel I feel very confident in Philadelphia Building Trades. You know, the direction that we're headed. I really do. And listen, when people say we're the best in the in the country, there's no doubt about it. And and it's all because of, of John Doherty, and that's the truth. Well, let me, let me tell you, Jimmy, what, let me tell you, we had, like I said, I don't know if it was 45, 50 legislators at the IBEW Union Hall, but training facility. And we were showing them the virtual education and things we're doing, which is cutting edge, you know. And I had Jimmy, who was the head of the mechanical trades in the region, and you had Ryan, who's the head of the basic trades with me. So I had two of my better buddies in the business and uh, on the side of me. And it was funny. I said, hey, look, Jim Snell's here, and he's way more than fossil fuels, okay? I mean, he's just good at what he does. And it's funny. And here's what his members need to know. He's with them by day. He's in Harrisburg in the afternoon. And then he's having dinner with half these people that night where he's selling his issues, okay? I mean, everybody, we were joking. Jimmy said, I know everyone in this room says, oh, this is Jimmy Snow. Don't take his call. He's calling about refineries and pipelines and gas. They all take his call. They all acknowledge that he called them. You know how many other people could easily put their head in the sand when they lose a refinery or a refinery blows up? They lose 25% of their work that was scheduled for that year? Man, this guy went right to war. He's an actor. He's, he's a bonner kid. He went. He went right at it, and that's what I love, man. And I got a little bit of a vision. I sent an email out. You know, there's people. I said, you know, one of the initiatives, you know, was the chaplain program. We got a guy by the name of Buddy Osborne. Does a fabulous job. He does such a great job that Good Morning America followed him around a couple weeks ago. Okay. He's our chaplain, but he's silly savior, man. He's he's a guy who doesn't understand that he might not be able to win. Okay, he, like he's still part in the water trying to take people out of that neighborhood. Okay, he has national news coverage. It's people like him. And the first time when I asked for money or I asked for support or I asked for brooms or I asked for volunteers, I asked somebody to join me down under the L. You never have to look twice. Nelly's there and Four Twenty's there. And there's not one cause they don't put their pocketbook up. And his members have to know that. You know, people say, oh, Johnny and Jim are joined at the hip, and, you know, some of the creeps out there, you know, they'll say something on social media. This guy will put their union back to work for years to come. I'm telling you, it, it'll happen with a tremendous attack on his industry. I mean, John, I appreciate that. And, and you know, look, it's, it's when you, you wake up in the morning, you get up every day, your members elected you, right? They, they put their trust in you. So, listen, we, like you said, you know, we're, we're all fighters, every one of us. And, you know, what are we going to do? Hey, guys, I said about I had Ryan and uh, Jimmy on stage with me. And I said, I just want to let you know, the three of us here to tell you that our hypocrisy doesn't go that high. 
And they looked at me, and I said, listen, we just want to let you know, we don't need you to do our job. We just need the tools. And we were saying we were joking because, you know, data centers are really significant to us. And the perception is the people who don't want to be our allies say, oh, it's a tax break for the rich. No, it's not. If you want to put a tax on, on people who are rich, then do it flat out tax them. Do what Washington, D.C. did. File an antitrust suit against Amazon. Don't get in the way of our business. That was the message. And we said, hey, 250 electrical. That's close to 1,200 electricians for two and a half years. That's 55 bucks an hour. You don't have to worry about them. And you know what they do when they make that money? They coach your kids. They take the collection up in your churches. Okay? These are good people. They're your neighbors. Jimmy and Snell. That's building trades apart about. That's about being your neighbor. And being Jimmy's able to pick the tab up when you can't. Jimmy. Yeah, Doc, hit, Doc hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, uh, you know, we, we lose a refinery, you know, and, and, and you know, uh, the, the industrial world's not thriving right now, you know, and, and we're not sitting in the corner crying about it. We're, we're, we're out there pushing, pushing the data centers every day, you know, myself and John and some others. And, and uh, this is a business that they want to come into the state of Pennsylvania. They want to set up shop here in Pennsylvania and build a whole bunch of these data centers, which, by the way, are anywhere from, I, I believe it's like a billion and a half to $2 billion a data center. How hey, can Joe, you can be I jump, against- Can I jump on something before we wrap up? Sure. We got, we got 45 seconds. Well, I'll do it in less. Okay, number one, we met with the mayor. Not only about Al and I, but we want the mayor. We have some opportunities. We want the mayor to come up with a smart building, a pandemic-free building, something that could he could combine all his services because there's about four buildings, including the MSB building, that we could turn into some residential. Hadamon Hospital. There's a great article in New Yorker magazine, okay? I, when I tell you I've been out in front of that argument for a while, I, I talked to Joel Greenberg or Green, whatever his name was, when, they, when they, he, he had problems communicating with the city. I didn't find him that difficult a guy to deal with. I talked to Chris Woods. You guys know who Chris are. And I'm friends with Steve Plasco, and he's been a good guy. we got to do something with Hanneman. we gotta, we got to fill the hole at A Street, and we got to continue to re-energize the hospitality community. And we'll put 170,000 people to work based on that just if we do that work. Great way to wrap it up tonight on the John Doherty Hour. Two hours on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. On behalf of uh, all of our guests tonight, Ryan Boyer, Wayne Miller, Michael Barnes, and, of course, Jim Snell finishing it up. Uh, great tribute to a man who is truly, J-Doc, Philly's biggest fan. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of the John Doherty Hour. On behalf of John Doherty, on behalf of... My co-host, Jay Doc, on behalf of Phil, back in the studio making it all happen. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communication Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org.